of Wisconsin. The Bucks have done it after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. To win it for the Packers. A dagger. Did you see uh, the Mike Tirico call about the Lions game yesterday? Which one? Uh, the end of the game. No. That people I'm... are upset about. No. I don't know. He said, and the Lions win the first game of a season of the season with a giant asterisk next to it. Ooh, okay. I can see why people are salty. And I'm like, out of every dumb thing that's going to happen in the NFL this year, Travis Kelsey getting hurt does not warrant an asterisk. I feel like that's like what he meant. Right, right. That's no. He's saying that that yeah. warrants asterisk. People are mad because they're like. No, they beat the Chiefs. Everybody's going to have injuries, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, that was kind of dumb, you know? I generally, I think Mike usually does good stuff, but, you know, the yeah. Chiefs, to me, could have done much better to win that game. Hey, you know what uh, bandwagon I'm on? I'm on the Dan Campbell is overrated bandwagon. Really? Yeah. When, honestly, when you said, when Dan Campbell came out of your mouth, I was a little worried. I think he's super overrated. What do you think I was going to say? That he's that you're a the fan. Greatest coach? I thought you were going to say you're a fan. I might have been a fan until he decided to never give the ball to Jameer Gibbs yesterday. That's just killing my fantasy team. Jameer Gibbs got five points for me. He was my second round pick. And like he had like four carries and got 50 yards. You can make better second round picks, right? Is that a possibility? Okay, so here's my problem with fantasy football. <laughs> is there's a million wide receivers and, like, ten running backs. So I feel like you got to take running backs early because you can get quality wide receivers later in the draft. Sure. So I was trying to get a really good running back or at least a high potential running back with Gibbs, and I think I found a, a guy who should be getting 15, 20 points a game. But for some reason, like, every coach loves David Montgomery. Like, it doesn't matter where David Montgomery's playing. Like, I remember, like, him against the Packers, and it was like, he would rush for two yards, then a rush for one yard, then a rush for one yard, you know, end of drive, and then, like, the next drive, he'd get a rush of three yards, a rush of one yard, a rush of two yards, and then it was like, finally, they'd put in, like, the third down back, and it'd be like, and a rush of 15 yards. I was like, why does everybody love David Montgomery so much? I think he kind of sucks. Like, you're not like, in practice every day looking at him. You know, you're not in the facilities. He is a Stanford guy, so he probably knows the playbook really well. Probably does really good on pass protection. Yeah. But when it comes to just running the football, give me the guy who can take it to the house. And I feel like this is my hot take of the year for the NFC Central or the NFC North, whatever we're in now. David Montgomery is going to cost the Lions the NFC North title by just being mediocre. Wow. Yep, I'm calling wow. it. I've seen one week of Lions football, and I already know. <laughs> That's it. You already know. I already know. Cheers. Cheers. And we're back like the NFL. Woo! It's Thurston 10. I think that beer was excited as, to see me as I am to see it, because it shot all over me. Well, you're used to that. Well, because you always shake my beer. That's why I'm used to it. I have never shaken a beer on purpose in my whole life. Yeah, you're just like... Yeah, you know, sometimes I just get a little <laughs> bit excited when bringing people beers, and sometimes they get shaken up. I don't know. That's understandable. Go, Pack!
the Green Bay Packers play the Chicago Bears. Uh, you know what? I gotta say, now that we're going into a season without Aaron Rodgers, and I can speak freely. Yeah. Do you know how long I've waited to say this? No, I don't know what you're gonna say. How would how would I know how long you've waited? I have always thought the 12 man on the field penalty was bullshit. Wow. And the NFL should have cut it out like the first time the Packers tried it. And it's against the meaning of the rule. It's always been a stupid rule. And the fact that the NFL never was like, hey guys, like if, if a 300 pound lineman is running off the field on third down and he's sprinting towards the sidelines, he's not really impacting the play at all. See, I like no. No, you're wrong. No, you're that, wrong. A that, rule? No, is a rule. What about hockey? What do you mean? What about hockey? The six man on the ice? What do you mean? You in what? hockey, you can make substitutions whenever you want. Yeah, you flip them over the wall. You got to be in the. You know, you wait. Yeah, and but if you have too many people on the ice, like you don't have to get off the ice before you can put somebody on. This isn't that. We're not on skates. This is, we, we don't, in football, there shouldn't be too much leniency, okay? There could have been a little bit Because you're not, in hockey, you have to change during the action. In football, you don't have to do that. Don't change. Get more conditioned, okay? You know what this is? I've done two a days. Do three a days. I don't know how many times a day they do it. Do it again. This is Goodell just trying to favor the offense so sure. much. Yeah, people, everything's an offense now. And I hate that. Like, 12 men on the field, it's literally about, like, hey, you can only play with 11. Only 11 people can make a play. If you have a guy running off the field, he's not making a play. That's, like, what the rule is for. I always thought it was bullshit. Just, and the NFL should have just been like, yeah, that's not really the meaning of the rule. Just get off the field. How many times does this happen? Like, once a game? Yeah. It's not that. I don't think it's that hard to avoid one time a game. Get off the field. Call timeout. I always thought it was douchey. And now watch Jolo get the Bears like six times. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, no, I loved it. (laughs) Loved it. I see what you did. Uh, Speaking of loved it, how excited are you for Jordan Love? (laughs) Like really, really excited. But at the same time, I don't want to get too excited because if I just expect everything to be okay, then you're not disappointed. So I'm going to say I'm very excited, but for what I'm expecting, I'm expecting a solid performance. You know what I mean? I'm not like, he's got to go out and give me four touchdowns or something crazy. I just want to see the offense move down the field a little bit. That's uh, it. I'm kind of enjoying having a season in which we don't have expectations. Like, last year, it was like going into the season, like Rodgers tweeted out the last dance meme. And it was like, wow. this is our last dance or well, whatever. It was. And it was like, man, every loss just hurts so much more. For a was, team who was pretty mediocre in reality. It was a pretty shitty dance. Like the year before, I remember saying before the 49ers, like, I need the Packers to win this game. I need it. And then they blew it. And that just sucked. And it's like, going into this year, it's just like, it's chill vibes, you know? That's what I'm enjoying the most. Yeah, I can see that. You don't want to be too chill? No, but... Are we too chill? I don't think so. Like, I don't think the floor is as low for Jordan Love as I did before preseason. The floor? The floor. <laughs> now, the floor for the floor might be pretty low, but 
I think Jordan Love might be pretty good. That's what I saw in preseason. Well. And we're going to see. Let's not jump the gun. Are you happy that his first game is against the Bears, though? Like, would you rather it be against, like, a random team? Like, I'm happy in that the Bears usually aren't that good. Like, that's what I'm happy about. I'm happy about the talent of the team we're playing. I'm not happy that the Bears had, like, a extra layer of pressure. And, like, if you live, like, Milwaukee or South, like, there's a bunch of Bears fans. You got to deal with those people at work and stuff. So, that's what I'm not happy about. But the Bears are beatable. So, yeah, I'm, ha- I'm happy for that. I feel like all the pressure in this game is on the Bears. They kind of did that, right? That one guy was talking shit in the offseason. And I feel like the Bears fans do it to themselves every year. They're like, they're not as riled up as Cowboys. They're kind of like Cowboys fans light. Somehow they think every year, every sport, they're going to do it this year. And you're like, duh. Even if do it is just like, we're going to beat the Packers twice or something. And no, I think they did it to themselves on the pressure train. Well, and I mean, that's the thing, right? Is when it comes to pressure, the Bears have been waiting for the Packers for 30 years to not have an MVP Hall of Fame type quarterback. And now that they have that... Keep waiting, mother... (laughs) Which, who knows, maybe we do have another one. There's been some talk around the league that people who have watched Jordan Love and not just like pundits and things like that, actual front offices and scouts have been saying from watching Jordan Love in the preseason that... I think the Packers got another one. People are actually really high on the Green Bay Packers. That being said, if Jordan Love goes out there and he is just clearly head and shoulders the better quarterback than Justin Fields, the Bears are ruined as a franchise. Because then they know we got another 15 years of this. Because I don't think they're moving on from Fields anytime soon. Also, though, you're not going to find that out in one game. But this is like, this is Field's Super Bowl right here. And that's the thing. Is we can play free and lose. They're going to play like it's their Super Bowl. Justin Fields has to prove that he is the, the best guy. quarterback, at least between the Packers and the Bears. And if Jordan Love goes out there and outplays them, like that's a career-defining game for Fields. I don't think this will be a career-defining game for Love. But it's a big one. The first start? First you start. You know what I mean? Like, that could be... One of the moments, and if you're looking at like a career highlights of anybody at the end, first start. Like, it's a first start, so it's big, but I don't think it's as big for love as it is for Fields. I, I really? really don't. Hmm. And, like, really? the other thing about it is love's personality just seems very suited to this. He's a very chill guy. You know, he's very laid back. He's very chill. He doesn't seem like the type of guy who's going to let the moment get to him. Where Fields, I kind of get the opposite impression. You know, he seems like a guy who likes to play with his emotions. He seems to be a guy who wants to be a little bit more fired up. And I think that might work in Love's favor, but we'll see. Also, no Christian Watson this week. I was kind of hoping that he would make it at least one week before he got hurt, but no Well, he didn't, but you said it looks like Romeo Dobbs at least. It looks like Romeo Dobbs will play. He practiced today. Uh, I assume he practices, meaning Friday. I would assume that if he practices on Friday, he'll play on Sunday. Watson has been ruled out. A little bit surprising that they would rule him out, right? You would think like they just kind of like play the waiting game until Sunday. So hopefully it's not more serious than 
Yeah. We originally anticipated. And no, you hope, you obviously hope so, and that's why, because I think both of them being out would have been, that would have been a rough start, you know what I mean, for Jordan Love, um, to be missing both those guys, but, you know. Well, that's the thing about Watson, too, is he's the type of player that he makes the defense account for him on every play. You know, like, the Packers are going to try to run the ball, and part of the reason why they were hopefully going to be able to do that is because you have to keep two safeties back in every play, because if you move a safety up, Watson's the type of receiver who can burn you deep. But if you don't have that, it's going to make it a lot tougher on Jones and Dylan too. So I think that's a pretty big loss. Yeah, no doubt. Hopefully it's not uh, too long. Uh, what's your prediction for the week? Packers are a one and a half point underdog over and under is 41 and a half. Okay. Yeah, I think the 41 and a half, I'm, I'm looking around there. I think probably the over there. I'm going to say Packers win. 24-21. Yeah, I can't really talk that highly about Jordan Love and then say, and Justin Fields is going <laughs> to win. So give me Packers. I, I think they're. this is going to be a statement game. I'm really high on this team. Give me Packers 31, Bears 14. Wow. So give me the over Ooh. as well. Big one. Uh, so we did something kind of fun this week. Dude, what's that? We joined a survivor's pool, bro. Oh, woo! Uh, so we locked in our pick, but let me go through some of the other NFL matchups and just tell me if there's any that you liked more. So I'll tell you the one that I locked in. So the one I locked in, uh, noon game in D.C., the Cardinals are going to Washington. Now, the way a survivor's pool works... Once you pick a team once, you can't pick them again. Mm -hmm. So I think it was like the Ravens have a really easy matchup against the Texans in Baltimore. A lot of people are taking them. But I'm like, I'd kind of rather keep the Ravens in my back pocket. You don't want to burn the Ravens yet. Yeah. So I went with with the Commanders. Any other games? So Packers, Bears, Texans, Ravens. Bengals, Browns, it sounds like Burrow's playing. But it's in Cleveland. I don't like to pick the road team. I mean, Buccaneers, Vikings, I feel like in Minnesota, Vikings are a bit tempting. You don't like that one? I'd pick the Vikings later. They're one that I'd pick them later. They're also a team where I don't know how good the Vikings are going to be. Like, they might be just as good as last year, or they might fall flat on their face. So I think they'll be solid, but we'll have to see. Uh, Titans, Saints at all. Saints are favored. I don't like that one at all. No, I don't like that one either. Don't know who's going to win that. Uh, Jaguars over the Colts? I would pick that one, but I think you saved the Jaguars. The Colts are an easy win. Uh, it's also in Indy, so. Still easy win. Jim Irsay concert tonight, Friday night. <laughs> uh, 49ers go to Pittsburgh. Any interest in that? No. The Raiders go to Denver. Denver's a trendy pick right now. See, I thought about this one. It's in Denver. But Denver I still don't. No, I'm not really. All the teams, like you said, Minnesota, the teams that are iffy, like I, I why would you want to pick them week one? They're, yeah. That's your biggest if. You haven't seen anything. I think week one is the toughest week. Right. For yeah. like the first like five or six. And then you start to run out of good teams at that point, and then you really got to start breaking it down. Dolphins go to L.A. to play the Chargers. Uh, Chargers are favored by three. Any interest? No. I, like you uh, Eagles go to the Patriots. Philadelphia favored by four. 
Yeah, see, you want to say Philly, I think. I so. think so. And you're not going to pick New England. Rams, Seahawks. Uh, Rams go to the Seahawks. Seahawks favored by five. Any interest in Seattle? They're one that I, so I don't think they'll be as good as last year. Seattle? Yeah. You think they're taking, taking a step? Uh, yeah, I don't know or, if Geno Smith's yeah. going to have that follow-up performance. That, that's what I honestly. That's what I think is Geno won't be as good, but still, no, I wouldn't take them yet. Uh, Cowboys, them. Giants in New York. No. no interest in that one. No. And then the other game in New York, the all New York game, no, Buffalo. Yeah. Versus the Jets, I don't have any interest in picking that game. Like, if I was a betting man, you know, how, like some people will like literally throw like ten bucks on every single game. Yeah, sure. This is like the game I would avoid for the week: Bills Jets. Because like you don't know how good the Jets are going to be, and at, at a certain point, you would just assume like the Bills are going to take a step back. Yeah, no, that one I have no idea. In that one, so we're in agreement. Uh, Commanders over the Cardinals. Also, fun fact about the Cardinals, they cut Colt McCoy, who was their starter in preseason. Kyler Murray's on the pup list. So their starter is like Joshua Dobbs, who oh, yeah. just got there like two weeks ago. That's the pick then. Yeah. Like, it might be one of those years in which Arizona might be so bad. But then again. That you just keep picking against Arizona. Who is uh, who's the commie starter? Uh, Sam Howell. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are high on Sam. Get her done this week, Sam. I hope so. Like, I do not <laughs> want to lose in a survivor's pool in the first yeah. week, two years in a row. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? And I'm with you? Yeah. Oh, last year I took uh, Cincinnati over Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati had the game won. Touchdown, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, like 12 seconds left. Ties the game. They just need the extra point to win it. Their long snapper gets hurt. So they put in, like, a backup tight end to long snap. And he snapped it fairly accurately, but it was so slow that they blocked it effortlessly. So it went into overtime. Once again, the Bengals march right down the field, have like a 30-yard chip shot field goal to win it. Same thing happens. He snaps it so slow. And, yeah, I ended up losing on a Pittsburgh field goal on some bullshit. The long snapper gets hurt. When does that ever happen? Hey, man. Next man up, you know? Yeah, well, that's why Cincinnati didn't win the Super Bowl. Maybe this year they learned their lesson. Moving on. We got to do a shot, man. Woo! I mean, it's a decent shot. Out of all the shot clocks that we've had on the show, right? we tried to pick against the spread because we were both taking the Badgers over Buffalo. And the Badgers were favored by, what, 21 and a half, I think? 20, 28 and a half? Maybe it was 27 and a half. 27 and a half, because I said 28 exactly. And honestly, for a little while? Yeah, I think Mordecai threw a... It looked possible. 28 uh, Yeah, I think Mordecai possible. threw a pick to kind of shoot himself in the nuts a little bit. But either way, they didn't cover the spread. We're doing a shot. Here you go. Oh, thank you. We got some whiskey. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah, that'll put hair on your chest. So what were your thoughts on Tanner Mordecai? Week one, do you have his stats up? Tanner was 24 for 31 for 189 yards, one touchdown, two. Wait, 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 just stop right there, because so far it sounds pretty good. 24 of 31. 189 to me is not great. Yeah, it's not great. Um, One touchdown, two picks, sacked once. 126.4 rating, really? 
Uh, the college rating is different than the pro okay. rating. I was it's like the college rating is like almost doubled than the pro rating. So that would have been it's not quite double. It would have been like a seventy-five rating in the pros. Okay, that makes a lot more sense because I think I saw some things that I like, but there are also a lot of room for improvement. I think that's kind of what I got out of this. It wasn't the perfect game for Tanner, but with that being said, I think he he has the ability to improve. So I think, you know, he'll get better. So there's one play, because I do want to judge him harshly, because he is a six-year senior. It's kind of nut-up or shut-up time for Tanner. Like, he literally said, I'm going to the Badgers to improve my draft stock. So you didn't do it against Buffalo. You got to do it. But here's where I'll give Mordecai some credit, is Skylar Bell dropped a 60-yard touchdown pass. Like, that hit him right in the breadbasket. It, and there was nobody around him. He would have walked into the end zone. I think the next play, he threw one of his two picks. So if Skylar Bell catches that ball, which you would assume he catches nine times out of ten, if he catches that ball, he walks into the end zone, Mordecai has one more touchdown, one fewer pick, 60 more yards, and you're looking at a really good numbers, right? 250 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. You're looking at... Some pretty positive numbers. I also thought he didn't wow me, like, throwing the ball down the field. You know, like, we didn't look like the LSU offense with Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase by any stretch of the imagination. We weren't slinging it all over the field. But he was finding the open guy. A lot of his throws, the guy was wide open. You can kind of see, like, schematically what the Badgers are trying to do. It does seem like it's working. The other big thing, Badgers looked a lot better in the second half than they did in the first half. So many times, like even like with the Packers, we'll see like the Packers jump out to like a 14-point lead, and whether it was McCarthy or LaFleur now, they have a coach who can't make adjustments. I think now the Badgers have two coaches who can make adjustments, and you saw it. All of a sudden, like, Ches Malusi and Braylon Allen are running all over the Buffalo defense. Now, to me, they've the Badgers have always kind of been like that because they've always been like, Well, especially with the run, you kind of knew what they were going to do. So maybe you could restrain them for a half, but then the second half they just wear you down. So to me, they've always kind of had that ability. You know, them them cheese-eating boys going to push you back eventually. The other thing about the Badgers, too, and I feel like this is the Badgers' conundrum. We can beat every single bad team just by running the football. But then when we play the Ohio States, the Michigans, the whoever's, then all of a sudden, and we can't push them around, and we need to have that plan B. There's never that plan B. So I don't know if Mordecai looked good enough to me where I'm like, okay, if we need, like, let's say we're playing whoever. Let's say we're playing Iowa, and the Badgers are down by five with two minutes left. I don't know if Mordecai showed me enough that he can take us down the field and score a touchdown. Kind of similar to Graham Mertz. So I'd like to see that this week, hopefully. But overall, like, you know, I'll give Mordecai a C plus. That would be like my grading for Mordecai. Yeah, yeah, okay. C plus, I'll give him a B minus, just because I'm a little more lenient. Yeah. All right. Uh, who was the most impressive team in the Big Ten West? I think it's got to be the Badgers, right? And I'll, I'll get the Big Ten West up uh, for the people, because I didn't know who was in that either. And it is. Minnesota, Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, Purdue, Nebraska, 
and Northwestern. Uh, I think it's got to be the Badgers out of those, right? Um, it has to Minnesota be. Minnesota squeaked it out. Not impressed with that. I'm never impressed with Nebraska as a staff record label and as a crew. Just not a, at all. Did you see who Nebraska plays this week? Coach Prime. Yeah. They're, they're like, that's almost must-see TV, in my opinion. Uh, the Buffs got to win that, right? The, the okay. Can we look up the line? And you let me know if you want to go to Pato in the morning before. Because it is not as heavy towards Colorado as you would expect. It's one of those where, like, Vegas knows something that we don't. Well, didn't Vegas pick TCU? Colorado is a three-point favorite. All right, take me to Pato, baby. Let's go. We can go right now. We could go right now. I would literally... I don't know. Like, there's certain Three bets points? Nebraska? That everybody's like, that's a sucker's bet. They're trying to make you bet. And then there's other times where it's like, I don't know. Don't be stupid. Just take the free money. And I feel like this is a free money play. For what? For If you take Colorado. That's what I think. Nebraska's not that good, and I, I'm not saying Colorado's amazing. I just think they just will present something that Nebraska won't beat or even less than three points lose by. So I would take, yeah, Colorado there. Okay, let's get back on topic. <laughs> you're saying the Badgers were the most impressive team yes. in the Big Ten West. And you're saying it was? The people are going to hate me, but I'm going to say Minnesota. They barely f- they barely beat Nebraska. I think a Big Ten win is more impressive than beating a Buffalo team. Like, what were we up by? Like, seven at halftime or four? I think we were up by four at halftime. But they, like, didn't really beat Nebraska as much as Nebraska lost. That's what Nebraska does, and it's a Big Ten win. Yeah, so you just let Nebraska Nebraska. That doesn't. That's not impressive. Not impressive. I'm <sighs> Michaela Maroney. A win over Nebraska. Do you remember her? That was a long time ago. I do remember the face. her. I'm doing the face. She's like an Instagram model now. Now, I don't have Instagram, but not I might get one. Model. And I'm only going to follow Michaela Maroney. But not for the face. Unless right? uh, Sean Johnson has an Instagram. She was my girl when I was like 16 or whatever. <laughs> like however old we were yeah. when uh, she was winning the gold medal. I thought you were going to have a take on Sean Johnson. <laughs> okay, fine. No. Give me Minnesota. Uh, the Badgers have a tough one in it is. Pullman, oh, yeah. Washington. Now, fun fact, I thought about going to this game. Really? So I believe Alaska Air was given uh, round-trip tickets. Now, like, it wasn't free, but it was like 4 50 each way from Milwaukee to Spokane, nonstop flights, leave Friday, come back Saturday, Sunday. Literally, just so like Badger fans could go to the game. Now, that would have worked out really well for me, because I have family in Spokane who I could have stayed with, so I wouldn't have had to pay for like a hotel or anything. Long story short... Well, you just parachute it, then you don't pay for a hotel anyway. You know, like a playa. Badgers are six-point favorites. Really? Six-point six favorites. Six-point favorites away. After last year, obviously the Badgers lost, and that was at home. I'm a little worried. I'm going to say six points. Now, I don't think we need to pick against the spread. I was going to say Badgers win. I don't think they cover. Maybe. I'm seeing maybe a four-point win. 28-24. Something like that. So, do you remember about five, six years ago, 
the Badgers had a similar circumstance. They had a home and away against BYU, the Cougars. BYU came into Camp Randall, beat the Badgers like 17 to 14. And then the next year, we went into, where, where's BYU? Provo? Dude, B- Provo? That's what I said. I just Provo, said yeah. Provo, Utah. And we just kicked the absolute shit out of them. We beat them 40 to 6. I looked it up before the show. I could absolutely see something similar happening happening again this week. Oh, I'd like that. Just because, I, I mean, I read the Jesse Temple article in The Athletic. I think Jesse Temple's a great writer. He's one of two reasons why I still pay four bucks a month for The Athletic. He asked a lot of the players on the team, like, you know, what's the mindset going into this week? And the number one answer was, we remember them jumping on the W after the game last year. So I don't think we are underestimating them at all. I think we're out for blood. I think this game could be a Badgers ass whooping. I really do. I think this could be a statement game. I know I'm high on the Badgers. Maybe a little bit too high. Okay, okay here's my question because I like the sound of that. You almost got me ready to, to go, you know, to just do a cherry bomb right now. But... My question is, you know, we didn't look that impressive against Buffalo. Why are we going to do that against the Cougars? And they're probably a tougher opposition than Buffalo. It was a tale of two halves against Buffalo, right? Yeah, I guess. We looked pretty shitty in the first half. We looked really good in the second half. Did we figure something out? Or did Buffalo get tired? Did we grind on them? Were the big cheese-eating boys too much for... The Mac school in Buffalo. Cheesehorn. Like, we don't know, but I think we're going to have a better idea. In fact, I know for a fact, we will have a better idea after the Washington State game. You know, there's a lot of questions after the Buffalo game. I'm excited to know. I feel like this is the gender reveal (laughs) of college football games. Uh Uh-oh. Hey, man, maybe too soon, bro. You saw that plane crash and the pilot dies. So I hope the Badgers aren't the pilot. At a certain point, I just want to know. And I think we're going to know. Just just let the... Just post it on Facebook or something. Don't blow up a a mountain or, you know, crash a plane. But will one bad half, do you think they can still beat the Cougs at home? If they have a bad half? Yeah. Well, I mean, the one thing about Washington... State, and here's the thing: I don't know the answer to this. They like apples a lot. They put up a lot of points and a lot of yards against Colorado State last week. So, is the offense for real? They might have a really good offense, and if it comes out, if it comes down to a shootout, I think the Badgers are in trouble. If we can make them play our style of football, now I don't really know what our style of football is yet. If we can slow the game down, limit possessions, I think we have a really good chance of winning. Uh, give me 34-17 Badgers. Woo! Did I have the same score for the Badgers and the Packers? I think I was, a sl- I think I was 31-17. 31-17 Packers, okay. The difference is an Anders Carlson missed field goal. Oh. That's the only difference between the two teams. Oh. All right. Uh, we got the team in season right now, the Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, the Badgers are in season. Yeah, technically, yeah.
Oh, we have the other team in season right now. The <laughs> Milwaukee Brewers. Does 90 wins win the division? Uh, so for the record, that means the Brewers would win. They'd have to go 13-10 and 10 over their last 23. The Cubs... Would have to go sixteen and six. Ooh, okay, so no, fourteen and six. Fourteen and six. All fourteen right. and six. So, uh, sixteen and ten sounds doable. It really does. Thirteen and ten. Third, that sounds even more doable than thirteen and ten. Very doable. Uh, so I think the Brewers could do that. The problem is, is uh, the Cubs have been unnervingly good, and I know the Diamondbacks got them. Yeah, so I think the Diamondbacks won the first two games because the Cubs were within two and a half. They lost yesterday, and then Zach Gallen crushed the Cubs and also crushed my fantasy baseball hopes and dreams. So will 90 do it? I'm going to say yes. I tend to agree. I also think, so here's the thing about the Brewers. They don't want to spend money. They don't want to do the things necessary to to put... a, is it necessary <laughs> to put a legitimate World Series Braves type team contender out there? They don't want to spend the money. Mark's never going to do that. So, to some extent, you have to play within the limitations of the payroll. And asking for anything more than 90 wins is just ridiculous. <laughs> if we win 90 and the Cubs win 91, well, that's too bad. That's. That's what Mark gets. <laughs> I blame Mark. If the Cubs yeah. win this division, it's Mark's fault. I mean, I'd always... I'd think if I'd the always Brewers win this division, it's Craig Council's credit. Credit right. Craig Council. Credit Craig. It's tough to say, but you're good with tongue twisters. Credit Craig Council. Oof. See? What did that last week? He has, like, the Giannis-Chris Middleton thing going on, you know? Where, no. like, when Gian- like, when the Bucks win, Giannis gets all the credit. Sure. When the Bucks okay. lose, Chris, Chris Middleton, Middleton isn't good enough. <laughs> That's like the Craig Council, Mark Antanasio thing right now. When the Brewers win, Craig Council's a genius. When the Brewers lose, Mark didn't spend enough money. Well, am I wrong? Both things wrong? might be true. Uh, who's the T-Rex Pennebaker? The best player on the Brewers. T-Rex Pennebaker is William Contreras. He's a power threat. He's been real hot at the plate. He can hit for average. And because T Rex to me is an offensive award, but he's been good defensively too. I'm bummed out. I thought you were going Willie Adamas. I wanted to say William Contreras, so I will. Uh, William Contreras is the best player on the Brewers. Now, like, I if- wanted to say Willie Adamas, but then I looked again. And he's been hot hitting home runs. But to me, you need a little more than that to win the T-Rex. The, the other thing about Willie Adamas is if he is the best player on the Brewers for the month of September, the Brewers will win the division. Probably more so than 90 wins, whatever wins, whatever the Cubs do, whatever the Reds do. If Willie Adamas is the best player on the Brewers, because he's the one guy who, like Yelich, when he's the best player on the team, He's going to go two for four with a single in the first and a single in the third, and then nothing for the rest of the game. When Adamas is the best player, he's hitting the ball all over the park. He's hitting it off the Toyota in right center. He's hitting it off a Bernie slide in left. He's hitting doubles. He's 
a better slugging percentage guy mm. than Yelich is. He's a better slugging percentage guy than Contreras is. He's the guy that the Brewers need to be the best player on the team. Right now, he's not. That's so, true. give me William Contreras as well. Who would you most want to play in the playoffs? If it ended right now, the Phillies, Cubs, and Snake people are in, right? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Braves are the one seed. Dodgers are the two seed. Brewers are the three seed. Uh, Braves and Dodgers get a bye. Brewers and Phillies would have the home playoff series. Cubs and Arizona right now. Cubs would go to Philly. Arizona goes to Milwaukee. Now, fun fact about that first playoff series, it is a three-game playoff series all at the same ballpark. So you don't go, like, we wouldn't play one game in Milwaukee, then fly to Arizona, then fly back to Milwaukee. All three would be at American Family Field. All right. Okay. And also we have Miami a game back, Cincinnati a game back, and San Francisco is three games back. Honestly, if I could pick any of them, I think San Francisco. You most want to play San Francisco. Okay. Why is that? I guess they're three games back. I don't think they're that good. Uh, They do play in a really big park. But, you know, I like Jock. Struggled for the most part. I think he's probably their best offensive player. Their pitchers, like Logan Webb, was better in the past. I think most of their guys have been better in the last few years. Um, This seems kind of like a down year for them. I think they'd be the easiest to beat. Three games out, though, I'm not sure they're going to make it. They would be the one. Otherwise, Cincinnati would be my second one because we've seen that we can beat them this year. San Francisco is a West Coast St. Louis to me. I feel like they're just a team that no matter what the records are, San Francisco has our number. And I feel like it kind of makes sense, right? They're both like franchises who pride themselves in doing things the right way. You know? They're both franchises who they, they want to win with pitching, defense, and that's how the Brewers want to win. And the difference between the Brewers and the Cardinals and the Brewers and the Giants is that we're spending $115 million on our payroll, and they're spending $215 million on their payroll. So it's kind of like the Peacemaker, uh, what was Idris Elba's character's name in Suicide Squad 2? And you know the meme that I'm talking about? He does everything I do. Yeah, but with $100 million more dollars. I feel like that's the Giants to me. So, I don't really want to play the Giants. Now, I would rather play the Giants than the Cubs or the Diamondbacks. I think out of everybody, the team I want to play the least is the Cubs. Just because of that playoff format, all three games are at American Family Field if we win the division. It's not set in stone yet. All three games will be at either American Family Field or at Wrigley. The difference in my opinion, is, like, if you would have, like, that a 1-1-1 series, so, like, the first game's in Milwaukee, the next game's at Chicago, then it's in Milwaukee again, I feel like that would kind of deter Cubs fans a little bit. Not much, but a little bit from coming to all three games. But now that they wouldn't have a home game of their own to go to, they would be more willing to pack the park in Milwaukee. So I don't want to play the Cubs at all. I feel like that's... The stadium might be 85 to 90% Cubs fans. Yeah. But I feel like that's demoralizing for any professional sports well, team. Well, that is true. I, I was kind of looking at it as like, I didn't even put the Cubs in here because obviously you don't want to play them. Yeah. That's like 3 million dumb people or whatever. No, they would all come here. You're right. I don't want to play the Diamondbacks. I would agree. With um, that. Zach Gallen murdered us. 
Um, and also Mer- Merrill Kelly. Like, after having a terrible World Baseball Classic, I, I remember, like, the first game in April, I'm like, okay. Brewers in Arizona. We played Merrill Kelly. He was terrible in the World Baseball Classic. Give us Classic. the Japanese, like, official starting Dude, He lineup. kicked our ass. Bro. Yeah, I, I don't think I want to play them. They also have Corbin Carroll. Yeah, so really good this year. They might have the better Corbin. That would, no, that would I wouldn't sting. go that far. I think I am. I'm going that far. Shot clock. We will see, my friend. He hasn't won anymore Not so yet. fast, my friend. We, we have a Cy Young over here, uh, but hey, that's I live, I live in the now. And right now we have a Cy Young. You don't. He didn't win it last year. And he's not winning it this year. <gasps> but I don't want to play, play the Diamondbacks. I would much rather play the Marlins or the Reds. Probably give me the Reds. I think that's the team I would most want to play. I could say that. We beat them. We beat them like a drum. Ellie doesn't seem to be able to hit our pitching. Well, a little bit. So. He could steal home. He can steal home against us, but for the most part, we've kept him in check. I think if you stop Ellie De La Cruz, you you probably stop the Reds. Let's do a funsies. Yes! (laughs) All right. And for the funsies. Seeing as it is a very special weekend in Thurston 10, it is Jimmy's birthday today. Saturday. If today is Saturday for you, it's today. Days aren't real on your birthday, bro. No, they're not. And It's your birthday until you wake up. It's been a big year for you. You know, you became a father. You went naked skydiving. You learn the rare Finnish dialect of Kven. Dude, I got windburn on my dick. Don't go naked skydiving. But it made a really badass story, so I'm proud of you. And in honor of you in this funsies. There was too much surface area, so I was only going like one mile per he hour He didn't even use time. a parachute, it was just a scroll. Alright, so we're throwing a party for your birthday. Right here live on Thurston 10. And you get to choose what you'd rather have at your party, alright? That sounds... Fair Pretty enough. self-explanatory. All right, you ready? Okay. Keg stand or beer bong? Uh, give me a beer bong. Uh, I haven't been working out enough. I don't know if my upper body strength is good enough for the keg stand right now. I feel like the other people have to work out more in a keg stand. Probably than you. But uh, beer bong, yeah. Sometimes you have to stand on a car at American Family Field. I've seen you do that. I've done it. You're before. dedicated. And that's yeah, why you, like, you don't want horizontal. You don't yeah. want a horizontal beer bone. No. You want as much verticality. Verticality as possible. That's my guy. Shots or chug? Chug a beer. I feel like shots to get the party going. Chugging when you're already going and you're trying to really turn up. So can I say both? Both. 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 Both is good. Okay, it's yeah. your birthday. You can do whatever you want. I yeah, guess. yeah. So we'll we'll start off with shots, and then when everybody's feeling loosey goosey, then we'll start doing uh, some chug races. All right, all right. I'll probably lose. We're gonna start playing some games that maybe you lose that beer pong or flip cup. Oh, give me beer pong for sure. Uh, don't get me wrong, flip cup's a great game. I love it. I think it's underutilized, but beer pong's the best. Like beer pong's the goat. Like you're comparing. Michael Jordan to who's like a good but not great basketball player like John Stockton. You okay. know? Yeah. That's yeah. the difference between beer pong and flip cup. All right. 
He doesn't believe in medicine. We're going to have a cheap beer at your party here. Uh, Par for the course. Keystone okay. or Red Dog? Ooh, I do like Reds. Uh, but I, I think I got to go Keystone. Really? I'm assuming. But then I feel like if you do Keystone, uh-huh. then you're getting a keg. I've had kegs of Keystone. They make the cans. They're like uh, uh, tall and skinny. Yeah, they're tall and they're skinny. Like they look like uh, White Claw cans, but with beer. But honestly, I grew up more with Keystone than Red Dog. You know, like those early college days. Yeah, oh yeah. I was there. But the Red Dog does look really cool, so I'd pick the can just for that. Big fan of Red Dog, but Keystone is closer to my heart. All right. Uh, this one is... Now we're going to break into a couple that are not... They're not either-or questions. What is your best jug or tub drink? Jug or tub? Uh, Does Eskimo Joe count? Oh, yeah. That counts. See, I'm not going to say Eskimo Joe. (laughs) Wow. I'm always a big fan of, like, WAP. I remember making uh, some WAP at a party way back in the day where we cut up the fruit, put a bunch of rum in there, put a bunch of vodka in there. You know, we had, like, five bottles. Like, we had, like, five liters of booze in a tub. And then, you know, we poured, like, some Sprite and then some uh, fun juices in there, some cut-up fruit. And it was really good. People loved it. So give me just, like, a whop. If you have to theme this party, what is the best party theme? So it could be a decade. It could be whatever you want. I got to go with the 70s party. That's a good one. That's a good one? Yeah, give me a 70s party. Good music. You always have good music. People can dress up in funky ways, get some glasses. Also, like, you can go to the party store, and they're going to have some 70s-themed stuff. So nobody really needs to feel left out or anything. Nobody needs to be like, I couldn't find any 70s. Right, yeah, yeah. So, you know, sometimes people do too much. And they, like, they'll have, like, a really specific theme. Like, we're doing robots or something like that. I'm like, dude, I don't want to dress dude, up I don't like hate a robot. It, but I don't hate that robot party. You can only pick one genre to have at your party. Rock or hip-hop. What are you picking? I, you know, make a pick. Uh, give me hip-hop. Oh. Because I feel like that's more dancey. You know, that, sure. and when people are dancing, people are having fun. Uh, so, yeah, give me hip-hop. Now, rock is great. If you're trying to like communicate and socialize and do those types of things, but I don't know if that's what this party's about. I want to make you pick between two. I'd say classic party music makers here: LMFAO <laughs> or Pitbull. Uh, give me Pitbull. I feel like LMFAO. Wow. They have like three songs that I like. Uh, Pitbull probably has like eight to ten songs that I like. Yeah, but only one of them made "I Am Not a Whore." That is true. Um, so give me that one. And then the last one here, uh, let's say uh, we're going to have free shots at the party. Free. But they're either going to be jello shots or pudding shots. Which one? Oh, you got to do jello shots. Pudding shots are good. There's a time and place for them. But this is a turn up type of party. You got to be ready to do. 20 jello shots. Nobody's doing 20 pudding shots. Oh, do not. Very regrettably at the end of the night. Yeah, we're not trying to turn this into diarrhea plane or anything <laughs> like that. So, not uh, again. Give me <laughs> jello. All right. Sounds like a great birthday party for you. Happy birthday again. 
And this has been Thurston10. Follow us on Twitter at Thurston1069. Like and subscribe on YouTube, Apple, iHeart, Amazon, Google, the other one. Cheers. Cheers and peace. A peaceful cheers. Woo! Woo!